Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. We've got another wonderful show going on today with my friend and guest, Darren McKelvey. Darren is the founder of R1 Labs, an advisory firm out of New York City that helps companies maximize tech ecosystem engagement with communities and curates impactful events. How have you been, Darren? I'm good. Ryan, it's really great to, to be back in touch. Um, had an amazing time with you back at South by Southwest. Um, so I'm happy to be on the show. Yes, indeed. One of my most favorite places to go just because I get to deepen my relationships with all my friends. Just like Darren, we met, I think, uh, first day we were both out there. So it was great to see each other again. So I'd love to just dive right in because I think you of all people understand and appreciate the value of putting on a great event and making the most out of it. So like we tell everybody at this point of the year in the show, we're not really dedicating the episodes to South by Southwest, but carrying the energy away from doing a proper event such as South by Tell us a little bit more about what you've got going on with events and how people can learn how to make the most of it. And then I think we'll also kind of turn that full circle back to you about how you can take your events and go further in. Great. Yeah. So um, I try to translate a little bit of what happens at South by, which is um, a lot about serendipity and that sort of energy. What I'm excited, I'm excited about that um, all year round and I thought, like, why not try to bring some of that energy and manufacture serendipity through my own events? You can't re- you can't replicate it completely, but um, you know, I had an event that uh, we just did. You know, it was New York Maritime Innovation Center uh, partnered with us. Uh, we co-hosted a hackathon focused on maritime and big data. So it was about a hundred developers and uh, UI UX people and um, domain experts um, trying to solve real-world problems in the maritime industry, so like port shipping, logistics, supply chain. Um, there's focus on cyber and cargo visibility and all these things that I didn't actually know much about. Um, but what it came when what they came to us about was that they weren't really connected to the tech community, so they wanted the tech community, the the tech talent, to participate. And then on demo day, they wanted investors, they wanted influencers, people that. Um, could add value to the event to be there. Um, so I wanted, at least on that demo day, to have this nice cross-pollination of people um, that would um, forge uh, new relationships, and it would be a really, really good energy in the room. And there's a lot of that cross-pollination and those um, unexpected synergies that happen at places like South by Southwest. Um, so that's just, this is something that um, I've tried to do with this event. That's awesome, man. And I know that you and I got to meet up throughout the week a little bit while we were at our South by experience. Something that I noticed when hanging out with you, you just seemed to know everybody. And we walked into a room and like you instantly just knew everybody. Maybe you can speak a little bit more about that. How does one, because I love what you're saying about the serendipity, but planning at the same time. So it's really balancing both of those sides and the cross-pollination, just bringing together a, a bunch of different people who aren't exactly the same, but could come to a common goal and common achievement. How does one, in your experience, become known and what can people kind of do to become better at that? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, well, 
if you're not good with names and faces, uh, you need to get better at it. And there are some memory games you can do. I, I, to be honest, like, um, I collected baseball cards when I was younger and I was yeah, flipping through cards constantly. Right. And, and it was, I, was, I, I look at the photo, the, the person's photo. I look at the stats, I look at the person's photo. I look at the stats. I'm going through this for hours. And so those sort of me- those were memory games for me to understand um, the context of what's the value of this player. Um, and now in business, I don't like to, to, you know, um, put things that way in terms of this person's valuable, this person's valuable. But in a sense, like when people don't have a lot of time and they need to make decisions on whether they want to talk to somebody or how much time they want to, to put into um, talking to somebody, you have to look for um, attributes um, or things that are going to be, um, uh, I don't know, like signposts for um, what's going to be, who's going to, who's going to match with who, I guess. Um Let's see. I think that getting to be good at or or, or getting to know a bunch of people. um, I worked with I've worked in events for, I I guess, since 2010 or 2011. I never thought I would because I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, But I really love bringing people together. And I love um, people that are working on solving problems um, in the, you know, tech or innovation space for one thing. Um, So started working with a lot of events and I would scan the speakers because I wanted to understand who these people are. Why are they there? Are they associated? Why are they associated with the event? Does the person who's running the event know these people? So I've been kind of been doing this for a while, um, work with events um, internationally, some of the biggest startup events in the world. Um, and I made it my job actually to figure out who's who, um, mostly because I was ignorant and I didn't want to seem stupid and I wanted to um, be able to gain rapport with people. And, um, and because I wasn't like a, a big investor or, um, somebody that had, you know, worked for a fortune 100 company or something like that. Fascinating points. And let me piggyback on a few things that you said. So like, like Darren's saying here, look, if Darren was naturally more of an introvert, that just shows that anybody, regardless of their personality type, can do something like this. It doesn't mean that you have to be a wallflower and stay away and not talk to people. It may be weird just walking up to total strangers all the time, but when you do your homework, just like Darren's saying, it becomes a lot more natural. And I think you're exactly right. So this is the planned side not against the serendipity, right? And I, here's a, a quotable thing that I guess we could say. LinkedIn is like the modern day baseball card. So it sounds like you and I had some past uh, passion commonality. And let's say you meet somebody there, you're checking them out on a speaker profile on the website of the event or whatever. You can always see all these people on LinkedIn and you can see their whole background, right? So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's dive. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I think, in ter- I, I think like when it comes down to is that you need to know, um, you need to know uh, faces and you need to understand context and where people are coming from, what their motivation is. And that's, how you remember people. Um, it's, it's giving them meaning. Um, a lot of people say, um, before we touch like directly on LinkedIn, because I mean, LinkedIn is about profiles, right? And you're looking through those profiles and seeing like, okay, who do I have in common and that sort of stuff and looking for some, some sort of, um, some sort of like sign that it means that you should connect or not connect. Um, when you're, um, when you're meeting somebody in person and 
or, or and, and, and you, you, you don't know if you're going to remember their name or their face or that sort of stuff. An easy way to approach that is to immediately connect with them. I don't usually do the whole card thing um, because you, what, what lives on is your digital connection. So immediately it's connecting with them, LinkedIn, uh, email, um, looking them up on Twitter um, and seeing them from different perspectives, different personas on different profiles. Um, if, if that's the way it is, like some people are super active on, on Twitter. Some people are super active on LinkedIn. Now I know a lot of people are turning to it, to LinkedIn. Um, so I try to motivate myself and also create some fear in myself for not remembering somebody's name or not remembering to look them up because if I see them again, I don't want to forget their name. Um, and I want to also understand, um, how I can help. So if I'm looking on LinkedIn and seeing that, um, you know, what they're working on, what they're passionate and that sort of stuff. Um, I need to create my own mini profile um, so that I can cast them <laughs> in um, uh, maybe a future event or in my community and, uh, to, to a certain respect. Well said. I think just putting together that profile persona, how you remember them, connecting with them on LinkedIn, uh, doing maybe the the LinkedIn find near me, almost like the the old school bump on our phones once again. <laughs> yeah, and that. just, I think, getting that quick little baseball card of them, their persona, where they're at, how you can help them, also super important point. And when you met them, I think without all that metadata around stuff, the best of our memories will fall apart, especially at very large, very noisy kind of, of events. So, hey, so let's let's dive into LinkedIn a little deeper since we've been touching on it a few times here. So I feel like there's the becoming known in real life, which we've spent a lot of time talking about. And there's also becoming known on this great big social internet where even before we go to events, we can do a lot of the networking. While we're at the events, we can do a lot of networking, especially after the events, we can keep up with people. So I feel like there's just a ridiculous transformation that's been happening over about the last two years or so on LinkedIn, which is a 600 plus million strong social network now backed by the biggest of the big Microsoft. And they've just been adding so many tools and creator community kinds of things. So it's not just the sales spam tool anymore. I feel like there is a personal branding kind of an exercise that we could all do where we can just become known. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure how much this factors into your day, Darren, but I, I'm sure that there's stuff that we could talk about in here to just become known before, a little bit during, and certainly after the events to really expand that reach. Yeah, I definitely think that um, when I talk to, to, to folks about um, their event strategy, um, it's really important to announce that you are going to an event um, because that is signaling that you are out there. And um, in, if somebody is looking to meet you, like this is where you'll be um, and you need to be searchable. Um, I'm not. So one thing is that, that I'm not sure how to use the LinkedIn search feature um, when I'm doing that intelligence, like same thing on Twitter and on, on Facebook. Like I found out that people were, um, uh, I found out the buzz or like people were posting about the hackathon that I did um, by searching Twitter and Facebook, but I found it a little bit more difficult. On yeah. LinkedIn. In fairness, LinkedIn doesn't always do a great job touting all of the things that it's good at. So something that a lot of folks don't realize is when you have the search box on there, not only most people look at it as, okay, I can just search for people if I'm looking for a job. That's actually 
tip of the iceberg. So what I would say, much like the way you're using feedback on the event in real or near real time for the hackathon, if you click, if you're on desktop and you click on the little search glass and you select content, you can do a content search around, let's say you have a hashtag or just typing in hackathon, and then you can put in the, yeah. the area that it's in. And a lot of times people will do that. And also on the, the creation yeah. side, just looking at your profile, it looks like a lot of the stuff that you post is sharing other people's stuff or sharing links. Generally, that's like the bottom algorithmically of where LinkedIn wants everybody to be. Just like other networks, you know, Facebook, I'd say definitely is a big pioneer on this. They love when people stay within the walled garden. So I think the more content you make for the platform, the more that will really resonate with the crowd. So yeah, I mean, with what you guys do, I would love to see more native video, maybe some mini clips of events or previews or trailers or people's experiences yeah. after um, document sharing, which is a, a very new, probably only the last couple of months. I think if you had a, a nice tight PDF talking about an event, people would really be attracted to that sort of a thing. Uh, photos, photo collages are good. And then, of course, also just the short form posts as well as the long form publisher posts. And although it's slowly rolling out to the world, uh, I think once LinkedIn Live is out there for everybody, I would imagine people would love a live stream of events on there. I think that would be very attractive. Um, absolutely. I'm always, I'm always conscious of making sure that what I'm providing is going to be a value add. Um, and and looking to the way you approach things is is definitely... Um, a good um, sounding board and and good education. My my respect. I, I know there are a couple people that are um, that are using LinkedIn really really well um, that I'm following. Um, and you know, there's that sort of the there's sort of like pros things that people put out there. I'm not typically a fan of that because it, it's um, uh, but but it does it is effective. Um, so you know, I definitely would love to talk more with you about. Um, some of these uh, these these techniques um, because I want it to still sound yeah, like Yeah, I me agree. I, I fully agree with what you're saying. I think it's more about making the kind of profile content that fits your voice within the platform as opposed to just following somebody else yeah. and being a crappy copy of them. So listen, it looks like we've hit our time. You've been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much for your time today, Darren. And where can everybody find you out there? Brian, thank you so much for having me. Um, so my email is uh, D-A-R-E-N at R1, the number one, labs, L-A-B-S dot com for email. Uh, it's my full name, Darren McKelvey, D-A-R-E-N-M-C-K-E-L-V-E-Y on Twitter. Um, you can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm on WeChat. <laughs> my, my first name underscore McKelvey. Um, and yeah, if you have questions about um, events or engagement with the tech community or um, looking to meet people in New York, if you're visiting, I'm happy to chat with you. Outstanding, um, my friend. Thank you. Thing, so.